Are you ready to live the life you were made for? I'm Lisa Pulliam, founder of more to be host of this podcast and seasoned life coach. And I am passionate about helping you experience wholehearted breakthrough on authentic life transformation. Through exploring timeless biblical principles combined with the best mental health coaching practices, I'll help you explore emotional, spiritual, and relational well-being so that you can uncover a life of deep purpose and lasting impact. That is the more to be life you were made for, a life aligned to God's best. On this episode, I am joined again by my dear friend, Kaylee Kelch. Welcome back, Kaylee. Thank you. It's good to be here for, I can't believe this is our last uh, podcast. I know. And you just dropped the bomb there, which is awesome because I couldn't even say it. Uh, this is our last episode of season eight and likely our last episode for more to be. And so, uh, wow, there I say. I, well, and you know what? I can't believe that we've been doing it as long as we have. I know. Like when you talk about that, it's like, has it really been that many years? <laughs> it's been that many years we've been in this house going on uh, the seventh year. And I started the podcast just about four and a half years ago. And you jumped in right after we started mm -hmm. the podcast. And so it is amazing. You know, we started this season with talking about necessary endings and new beginnings. <laughs> Not right? with the, the mindset that this would, this would be the end of the season and the end of like the more to be podcast. And yet here we are now. I, it's, it's almost a little bit ironic, I guess. It is ironic. How God led, you know, through this, uh, at the beginning of just kind of like that settled idea, even coming up, you know, and that discussion and conversation and, yeah. and then bringing it to this fulfillment. So, yeah. And it's, um, it's like so exciting to be able to sit with you and, and our listeners who I am imagining their faces in their cars yeah. and the carpool line and folding laundry and, uh, anywhere that they tend to go when they listen, maybe on a run or a walk and thinking, what, wait, what do you mean? What do you mean? No more. Where are you, where are you going? <laughs> there is no heads up on this. Like, and, and that is the tough part about decision-making, yeah. especially in a public setting mm -hmm. is coming to the, the coming to this has been years in the making and definitively six months or so. Right. So as I shared in the first episode of the season that um, God was really leading me to honor my boundaries and the mm -hmm. values of of my relationship with him, taking care of my health, uh, committed to my family, time with my husband, being present mm -hmm. for the kids, like all of these things. And in light of being a graduate school student and working uh, so yeah, the, the cat's out of the bag. It's too much. Right. <laughs> it's too much. And, and people have probably have been looking at me for years thinking it's too much, Lisa, how do you do it all? <laughs> and I have been able to do it all, but by the right. grace of God. And I think, I think part of the reason I could do it all was I was doing it all from a, a unhealthy place, possibly. Uh, I was doing it from a place of trying to prove something to myself or others. I was doing it because stillness and Sabbath keeping um, mm -hmm. were not practices, but once you taste a slowed down life, it is very hard to go back. Well, and I think too, that, uh, you know, it goes back to, and what we talked about with the first episode of this season of that, there are seasons to things, yes. you know, and, and at times like we're moving along and then God brings into our lives a, Hey, okay, let's, let's step back or let's take this out of the picture. Yeah. And so it's, I think sometimes that we can come to these moments and then we feel like we messed up or why was I doing this for so long? And we kind of chastise ourselves in reverse, like looking at the past. Mm -hmm. And yet in that moment, we were living our best life possible. We yeah. were, we'd made decisions in that moment. And that, that isn't a bad thing. I, I know my daughter has really struggled with this of like looking back and being like, I shouldn't have done this. Or what if I had, you know, before put this into place and it's like, then you're constantly living in a world of regrets, you know? Yeah. At the beginning of the year or last year, you were running certain things and, you know, 
and that was good. Yeah. And yet now you're at a point in time of saying like, okay, well, I'm stepping into something new. Yeah. And that's yeah. good too. That is good too. And, and that is the, uh, a big part of the, the pull for me is the, um, things have really cemented at the farm mm -hmm. that I've been working out of doing the equine assisted training. And you know that, cause I've been sharing mm -hmm. with it. And anybody who's looked at my Instagram feed, yeah, I know. like, <laughs> All she's posting is horses and dogs and people. And I'm like, yeah, because that's where my heart is right, right. now. Uh, and and it's not just being with the horses. It's right. actually the equine assisted coaching work that I'm doing. And it is so overwhelming to me how God has created this space of Mm -hmm. support from uh, the the owners of the barn who have said, create a program here. So since our first episode this season, right. uh, where I felt the Lord walking me in this direction, what has happened is the owner of, of the barn has said, build your programs here. And the head trainer who has been my biggest cheerleader has said, yes, we're going to build your programs here. Uh, and and then the the working relationship, the skill set has grown, and even to the point of God providing, I've asked Him for another person to partner with and actually doing the work uh -huh. in the round pen with a client, and and He's beautifully brought in a woman who is is committed to getting trained. I just spent the day with her, uh -huh. continuing to build the friendship, and and she's a believer, so that is just like. Oh my word, we share the same faith. We look at yeah. life from the, the same vantage point. Uh, and, and she has a heart for the next generation like I do. And she has a heart for, for the broken and wants to do the horse side of things. So all of these pieces are kind of coming together. And then the Lord is bringing me clients who happen to be young girls. I, I've, I've had Perfect. an 11 year old client. I've, I'm working with a 15 year old client mm. and I'm thinking, Lord, when I started more to be, mm -hmm. this is what I'm going to cry. When I started more to be, it was because I was working with girls. Right. And it is, you know, 10 years. More to be is 10 years later. Uh, it's been eight years or seven mm -hmm. years since we left the boarding school. And the Lord is returning to my life an opportunity to work with girls. Uh, and, and, you know, one of the very interesting things about doing this equine sister work is that it's it's not i'm not doing it in a christian environment right mm -hmm. and everything i've done for the last seven years has been only in a christian environment online i don't attract people who are who are not faith followers of right. Jesus christ when i was at the boarding school i i interfaced with believers and non-believers all the time and my my real passion point isn't just to build up the kingdom of God through those who are already promised that right. uh, by by their salvation, but it's to be a, a, a light in a world that doesn't yet know him. Mm -hmm. And this new adventure really uh, opens up that possibility for me again. Uh, and and it, it just delights me to no end. And so people might be thinking, well, why can't you still do more to be and also do this stuff too? Uh, and that's really because, you know, I just turned 48 and my values about how I want to live life has changed. I, I don't want to pack full every second of the day like I did before. Right. Uh, and, you know, uh, my daughter, my youngest daughter said to me the other night, she goes, mom, I, you know, feel like really just want us to have something that we do together each week. And which is funny because we spent hours together in the car driving to and from the farm and the horse right. thing is all of our thing. We're reading, she suggested it. She's reading a book out loud to me in the car. <laughs> um, and so we're having a blast, but she's like, will you watch this show that she likes to watch on TV on Thursday nights? And I was like, yeah, I'll watch that. And I was like, I can, because I said no to coach training. Right. Thursday nights was when I used to teach. And so uh, we are, I, I'm leading the life I want to lead because mm -hmm. the values that I've said I've, are mine are actually becoming aligned with how I spend right. my time and my resources. And it's taken a long time. It's taken a long time to get to that place.
I mean, it usually does. We don't do these things overnight, do we? No, um. <laughs> no, no. And so it's interesting. I was cleaning up my desk the other day because it was needing a cleanup. And I had, I had typed up this thing I, that came out of prayer time with the Lord. Now this, this is only as of February of 2021. Okay. So it's not even a year. Right. And, and I just, you know, before I hopped on with you, I sat down and I read it and I thought, how do I feel about these words right now? So I'm going to read it. Okay. Um, I am committed to leading more to be. Wow. Okay. Right. February, 2021. I'm committed to leading more to be a mission field for my work as a coach, coach, trainer, communicator, and teacher. Mm -hmm. And right there, I realized, you know, looking at this earlier that the Lord's just simply shifting my mission field, right? That my work as a coach is still continuing. Mm -hmm. and, and as a matter of fact, I, I have created lisapulliam.com as a hub for coaching clients because right. okay. I'm still coaching clients and it's a place for the, the therapists that I connect with in the area and the mm -hmm. business owners to be able to say, I've already had people say, do you have a business card? And right. for the type of clients that I will be working with in person or online, it needs to be um, not what more to be is. It needs right. to be able to work with families and groups and more to be as Christian women. Right. right. Um, so, you know, I'm not doing the coach training anymore. I'm still a communicator. I, I'm still speaking. I have a women's mm -hmm. event that I'll be speaking at in March. Um, still teaching because so much of what I do in the equine assisted work is psychoeducation as well mm -hmm. as coaching. And here's my reason because I believe that women are in desperate need of aligning their lives with God's best through emotional, spiritual, physical, and relational healing. And I still 100% believe mm -hmm. that nothing has changed right um, i believe this healing comes through the power of the holy spirit working in relational connection and personal reflection as well as the study and application of the timeless truths found in the scripture alongside the science that explains god's design of the body and brain and that is the biggest shift that has happened to me over the last three to four years is that mm -hmm. we are physical beings, not mm -hmm. simply spiritual beings yes. and the brain body connection and how God designed us for a relationship, uh, is I think not well enough acknowledged in the evangelical circles. Uh, and that if I have a soapbox right now, my <laughs> soapbox <laughs> is all right. You've studied the Bible, you've prayed, you are going to 18 Bible studies a week, you're involved in every ministry at church, and you're still cruel to your family members. And you're right. you're still addicted to pornography, and you're still gambling, and you're still drinking wine to relax at the end of the day. So mm -hmm. what gives? Right, right, right. But why? And, and, and the why part is because God never intended us to do life alone. We right. were never intended to do these disciplines of the faith and be okay without mm -hmm. being in connected, vulnerable relationships with each other. Mm -hmm. Right. And so our healing is hindered because we're lacking the connection we need for growth. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that is really the place that I see myself moving into is to be an advocate of connecting. Mm -hmm. as a part of healing that it doesn't put God aside, but it takes God's design and puts it front and center. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So that, I mean, that is really where I, I feel like God is taking me. And the last sentence I have here, today's women need all of this, not only for themselves, but for the sake of the next generation. Yeah. And for the last seven years, that next generation for me that I can impact has been my kids primarily and women who I reached right. through more to be. And now with this opportunity to do some work outside of the home in my community, I can actually reach to those girls again mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and do the thing that I feel like I was always made to do in a context that feels more right than anything I've ever done in my life. Yeah. And so 
I, I'm going for it. And it's interesting because what does this mean? The podcast is coming to an end because literally I just don't have time to produce right. it. <laughs> right. <laughs> to produce it. And, um, you know, as the, the year ends, the content production and the communication is going to come to an end at more to be as well. And so I will be leaving the more to be website live because it's a treasure trove of information that's yes. touching people's lives still. And anything that is a resource that can be downloaded for free or purchased mm -hmm. will be there. But my, I will no longer be communicating essentially through more to be there. Right. The weekly emails will end. Right. Um, the podcast will end the social media uh, at the Facebook page and Pinterest will end and I, I will be releasing as God has given me the grace to do so things that more to be and any of my coaching clients will come with me if they show, so choose, which I think they will, um, will come with me over to lisapulliam.com where mm -hmm. I will be doing, uh, I will be coaching, um, right. and doing that both traditionally online and then in person at the farm and that will be the couple of hours uh, days a week of that work for my life uh, while doing graduate school and getting ready yeah. to do my practicum and my internship in a year and two years from now which will take an endless amount of time <laughs> yeah i know there's so many hours that you have to put into that yeah um yeah i mean that's that's the beauty of just change and you know, how life moves along is that, um, I think, yes, it's the whole wisdom of making decisions that fit with where we are right now and knowing when to take things out of our life because they are too much and being able to, and, and honestly, then the whole, it frees you up. Like as you're talking, like it's freeing you up. You're not, you're not putting it all aside so that you can just sit and lounge around the pool. Um, cause it's like, I just need some more quiet time. Like it's freeing you up to pursue passions that um, are, you know, current and that the doors are opening that you have the ability to move forward in. Mm -hmm. And, and I think, you know, all of us taking stock and how that looks in our own lives is just a really important part of living out the plans that God has for us. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a hard, it's a hard process. I make it oh, sound yeah. like, whoo, this was easy. Here we do. No. Here we go. But you know, I've been back and forth and back and mm -hmm. forth and back and forth. Can I do both? Can I keep more to be going? And yeah, because I believe in the value of what I have been given the privilege to steward. And, and then I, I but I have this incredible peace and, and here's what happened that really cemented it just last night. Right. And mm -hmm. I, I boxed you on the way home from grad class and putting all the pieces together. So one of my um, graduate classes is techniques and we actually have to practice counseling one another in the middle of class, but we have this limited time. So mm -hmm. yesterday I got matched with one of my um, classmates and, and I was the client and she said, so what do you want to talk about tonight? And I was like, uh, you know, like <laughs> yeah, you should come to class prepared with something like for when you're on the spot. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm thinking about this ministry I've led for 10 years of, of literally hanging up my hat and, right. and not con continuing that work. And, and she's like, okay, well let's, let's unpack that. And she starts unpacking it with me. The, the teacher's buzzer goes off like 10 minutes, like, okay, now our session's over. And I was like, oh. Cause I was just starting to like put the pieces together right. and, and it was God's kindness because he brought me back to a memory and of an experience that I went through when I was 18 mm. and a half. I wasn't even uh, 19 yet. I turned to 18 uh, September of my freshman year of college. Okay. And I was in a relationship with this guy that I am not going to speak his name out loud, but I was right. in a relationship with this guy who was um, not healthy. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a very dysfunctional relationship and I gave him everything. I gave him my virginity. I gave him the names of like the children I wanted. Right. I gave him the visions for our, you know, my marriage, what my wedding was going to look like. I just gave this boy everything. Mm -hmm. And, and I had a lot of hesitation ahead of time in even dating him. 
there were a lot of red flags, but I dated him anyways mm-hmm. uh, because I was desperate for love in all the wrong places. Yep. Uh, and so six months into the relationship, I knew it was over. I knew I needed to get out. It took me three more months to end the relationship. Mm. And when I ended it, the amount of grief and sorrow I felt was like nothing I'd ever experienced before. And mm-hmm. and this little like birdie sat on my shoulder and said, well, that was worse than being with him. Yeah. You better watch it when you make decisions because you don't know if you're going to make it worse for yourself. Mm. Right? Yeah. So he comes wooing back with two dozen roses. And what did I do? I said, all right, I'm okay. in. Get back together with him. I don't know how, but by the grace of God, I I found out that he had been cheating on me. And mm. he'd been cheating on me the whole year with his ex-girlfriend. Oh, and our word. schools were like in a triangle, 45 minutes apart from each other. So he'd go to her and then he'd go to me and vice versa. Mm. I went into the deepest and darkest season mm. of my life. Um, yeah. I would say looking back, it was probably depression to some degree. Um, right. Definitely um, like just destruction of self was right. the way it was. And, and it was a year, uh, almost a year of that. Um, and then I went off to London a year later and came to know the Lord in that semester in my junior year. And, and so it's really interesting to me. Here's, here's what I realized last night in that little counseling moment when the Lord downloaded this memory was, wow, I'm scared to death to make decisions because what if it's worse after the fact? Mm-hmm. And I, well, and this, especially because like, this is something that you're so passionate about. Yeah. And even though that you have the the farm and, and everything that you read from your prayer is still like ministry focused and everything else. And yet, yeah, I can, I can see where that, like that wall or roadblock is there of like, but what if I'm letting go of something that's good? Yeah. And I think honestly, that's like, that's a piece that I think trips so much of us up that that's why we have so much in our schedules yes. because a lot of the stuff is good. Right. And so it's like, well, it's just another good thing. Like I should be doing this or I, you know, and, and so it's really hard then to pare away certain things because it's like, you know, when it, it doesn't fall into that bad category. (laughs) Right. Right. I have a, I have a dream life right now. I have a, I do. And I have um, an experience that I know other people are desperately working for, right? Mm-hmm. I have an, an, a successful online business slash ministry that affords me the luxury of making my own hours, working from right. the convenience of home, connected with people that I enjoy being connected with. Like everything about my life and more to be is awesome. And it's been hard right. earned, right? Like I have yes. shown up. <laughs> I, I went to look at how many posts I have since I started, I mean, we're in like the 3000 range of blog posts that I've written over 10 years. Right. Uh, That's impressive. All right. I, I have sent out an email every single week for the last 10 (laughs) years. Do you understand? Like nobody else has written a single email is me. And Um, in the early days, it was multiple times a week. Yeah. There is. And so I, I was, you know, thinking about this last night with Stephen and telling him, like, I wish there was something in scripture that showed somebody coming to the end of their ministry by choice. Oh, interesting. Right. Yeah. Now I'm sitting thinking like, can I even come up with anything? I, so if anybody comes up with something, <laughs> I would love for them to send me it. Cause I would love to know, but I'm like, no, they die. Like, yeah, no, I'm like thinking the first thoughts are like Moses, Elijah. Nope. Those are bad. <laughs> I, mean, I know. I know. And I'm like, oh goodness. Joshua. Like, I mean, like, did they turn over? Yeah. It's, they just die. They die yeah, with the calling. <laughs> and so I'm like, how does this apply? Because, you know, it doesn't, I, don't, just, it doesn't like, apply. just leave it there. Just it leave it apply. there. So I was thinking about, um, that we had the guest, a uh, guest on the podcast. I, I'm forgetting his name right now. He was, he was the, um, former president of world vision, you know, I'm like, well, he retired. 
right? He, he, he created a, a legacy plan. He put the next person, you know, he shepherded the next right. person in and then he left. And I'm like, and that's how things actually work in business, right? Sometimes business end because the leader of the business ends and sometimes, right. you know, ends it. And sometimes it's because the baton is passed on right. uh, to somebody else. And, and so I was like, okay, so that it's those two things that makes this decision so difficult. It's the, but again, go, sorry. Yeah. So it is the, oh no, God, am I going to screw this up? Like I did right in the past. Is it going to get worse for me if right. I, if I do this? Um, and then the other of, well, but you've given me this Lord, do I have permission to step away? And I do have a piece that he has, I I've walked very slowly with him in this. Yeah. And, and every year I've led more to be has been, Lord, this is your baby and mm -hmm. I will release it when you say release. And literally there's never been a time before now that I have felt that. Yeah. Well, and, and you say though, like the whole idea about that they were released from their calling, you, your calling's just shifting. Yeah. Like you are not stopping with ministry. Yeah. It's just that it's shifting from this public format of a podcast and, you know, then ministering to women who are listeners who then sign up to be coaching clients or whatever the case may be, but yeah. you're, you're still going on. It's just taking on a different form. It is taking on a different form and it's a form that I feel like I could breathe and, yeah. uh, and, and delight. And that's in. so exciting. It's so exciting. And, and it, it, you know, I'm working with a client right now who is wondering about the, sh the transition in her life. Like, mm -hmm. is she supposed to stay in the job that's hard because it provides the income she needs? Right. And, and there has been seasons for me where I've had to stay doing mm -hmm. what I'm doing because that has been an income that we have depended on. Right. Uh, and and I, I think that's a very real challenge for many, mm -hmm. many people of, I don't have the freedoms to make the choices. Right. And I would... I would push back and say, you definitely have the freedoms to make choices, but it sounds like you might be lacking clarity on what those choices look like. Right. Right. Yes. And, and that is uh, my, yes, uh, you're hitting on a, you're hitting on a button. So I was like, oh, I just saw something in you. I just yep. hit on something. Yeah. So post show, <laughs> we can unpack that. So, so here are some, as we're thinking about these 10 years and, and what's next. And, mm -hmm. uh, I, I jotted down a list of 10 things that I feel like God has taught me that I'm just going to kind of, I would through. love to hear it. Yeah. And they're not really fleshed out. They're like short ditties because that that's where I'm like, yep, it's this and this and this and this and this. So, uh, <laughs> number one, no matter where you start, you don't know where you'll end up ever That's very true oh, yeah. ever there there is not one of us in this planet on this planet that can guarantee the outcome of where we're going to end up well and i think that can be the beauty of like the relationship with christ and looking at it as the adventure of where yeah. we're going um and yet the control side of our being takes over often and wants to know like what the yeah. plan is and where we're going to end up so Exactly. And, and really, you know, it's interesting. I was just listening to a podcast, uh, on for horse trading stuff. Uh, mm. and it, he used the, um, expression destination addiction. Oh, okay. And I find that fascinating. It's that belief that once I get there, it will be good. Right. Once I have that, it will be what I want my life to be. The house, the car, mm -hmm. the job, the marriage, the kid, the, right. the whatever it is. And, and it's interesting time because my professor for this techniques class says joy in the journey, right? Yeah. Like it, it's the, the process that it is the work. It's not the right. end goal. And so uh, kind of going back to that, no matter where you start, you don't know where you'll end up. When I started more to be, I was working with teenage girls. Right. Did I ever see myself becoming a coach, training coaches, starting right. a podcast,
becoming an equine assisted trained coach. No way. And yet if I, if I never started, where would I be right now? Correct. And all of those pieces have led you to and formed you to who you are today. And you're able to step into the next role. Yeah. Yeah. So So that, that idea of, for, especially for the the listeners who feel like they need to have it figured out before they even start. Right. (laughs) Jump in, jump in, jump in. Um, Okay. So then point two, nothing happens quickly. Yep. (laughs) Right. So I, all the gurus out there for all the coaches that are listening to this, who are telling you that you're going to make X number of dollars and have X number of subscribers. If you do X number of programs by X number of days are basically earning an income off of your naivety. (laughs) And it makes me spit mad because nothing happens quickly. You have to keep showing up, right? You show up again and again and again. And I'm well acquainted with that now that I am building this equine assisted coaching practice because I have to show up. You're back to to square zero again. Yep. I have zero people on my email list, right? Mm -hmm. I have to make contacts. I have to follow up with people. And I'm like, and I'm going to just keep showing up because that is how we grow is when we keep showing up. Right. So uh, the long number three, the long game becomes the short game. Okay. Unpack that. Yeah. So if we are living for that overnight success, Mm -hmm. if we're living for the outcome, that destination, we can pretty much guarantee failure mm, and okay. quitting, right? Yeah. But when we say, I am in this over the long haul, I am not looking for a reason to get out of it. Yeah. We will end up with the fruit of that effort. That makes sense. Right. So mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people quit the coaching process. Mm-hmm. I see them quit building their their practice. I see them quit their dream because the amount of energy it takes to show up for the long game is, is not, they're not, it's not that they're not capable of it. They have not shifted their mindset to believe that the long game is the short game. Right. So, and that too, I think applies to us in our, our spiritual growth. Right. He who began a good work in us will bring it to completion on the day of Christ Jesus. So we know that God doesn't, we don't arrive. We will not wake up tomorrow after, you know, studying X number of passages in scripture and suddenly be the wise person that we want us, that we want to be. When we study the scriptures every single day, or let's just say five out of seven days a week, we read a chapter of scripture. And you do that year after year after year after year, wisdom is going to begin to flow through you in just this naturally organic way. It's mm-hmm. going to guide your life and expand your sphere of influence. Yeah. But if just... you're waiting to be wise before you actually start reading your Bible, <laughs> if you're waiting to understand it before it actually becomes a habit, it will never become that. Yeah. Yeah. So no matter where you start, you don't know where you'll end up. Nothing happens quickly. The long game becomes the short game Four, when it is not working, you have permission to change. Mm-hmm. And I chose change instead of quit. Yes. Right. Cause you're still showing up, but you're just doing it in a different way. Yeah. And that is smart. And that is wisdom versus just like, oh, this is too hard. I'm done. Right. And, and I would even say like, there's nuances to that. So 10 years, I kept showing up with more to be, right? Mm-hmm. But I pivoted an awful lot within those years. Right. Right. Uh, I, I looked at programs I developed that never got traction and decided, mm-hmm. okay, there's information for me. That is not working. So we're right. not going to do that anymore. And so learning to find our window of tolerance for for things that are working and not working and then saying, okay, I'm going to stretch myself a little bit beyond the comfort zone. But if I'm just keep on hitting a wall here, I'm going to go in another direction. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. Uh, number five, I say everyone, 
I'm not sure I mean everyone, but everyone <sighs> needs an idea file with a big trash can. Right? Yeah. So not every idea is something that we need to move on. Pursue, right. Right? Um, and, and for me, ideas, I usually have to put a decent bit of effort into my ideas to figure out why it won't work. Okay. Uh, and so I have learned how to take an idea and file it and then come back to it later. And if I understand what the idea was about, then I can continue to build that out. If not, it goes in the trash can. That's, that's good advice. Right. And so I think that this applies to running a business and running a ministry, but it also applies to like how you run your house and, yeah. and your meal plans and how you study scripture and, you know, what ministries you're involved in and what mm -hmm. types of vacations and things you plan. Right. So it's mm -hmm. just, yeah, the ideas are great, but some ideas need to go into the trash. Right. Uh, <laughs> and, and not invested in. And if yes. we were comfortable with the trash can, I think we'd save ourselves a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number six, know thyself. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. if in relationship, in our family context, in our church environment, in our running a business, if we don't understand our God given wiring mm. and our propensities, uh, it, we we need to be able to see our blind spots or have somebody point them out for us. Mm -hmm. I mean, they are blind spots, so we might not be ever able to see them. Right. But you know, when somebody when you're in relationship with somebody who really can be honest with you, and they point out, hey, you know, when you get this idea, you tend to go off and running, and you neglect the house, mm -hmm. and you are biting your kid's head off. I heard you, like maybe you need to take a pause here, right? right? So that then knowing thyself means taking that information in, reflecting on it, and then saying, okay, I do this and noticing when I, you do it again, mm -hmm. so you don't do it again. Yep. Good. Right. Okay. So four more, uh, our values will dictate the quality of our life. Mm-hmm. So I've taught, and I'll, I'll put a link to it in the past, I've taught about core values. So I call them the silent partner. They exist whether or not we acknowledge that they're there. Yes. Uh, and so we, we make our decisions and we can look at how we're living and say, aha, there's a real value. But when we choose our values and choose to make decisions that line up with those values, mm -hmm. the life that we want to lead really becomes much better. Yeah. Right. And so I think a classic example is um, saying we value rest, but not making time for it. Mm -hmm. And we it's because we say yes to someone when we meant to say no. Right. <laughs> then we're not only not rested, we're resentful. Yeah. And so what kind of quality of life is being tired and resentful? Right? Yeah, it's so not. If you honor that value and have people in your life that are holding you accountable to those values or boundaries, the quality of your life will improve. Mm -hmm. All right. Number eight, each person counts. I, I, what I mean by that is I think as a culture, we are indoctrinated with the idea that there are more important people and less important people. Mm-hmm. People who can like help us climb the next spot here, you know, get up to the next rung of the ladder and the other ones that you can just step on. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we do that. I also think in addition to doing that, we, we look at those who love us and say, they'll be okay. Mm, yeah, it's true. And, and then, especially I see this in ministry leaders um, and volunteer addicts. Um, that they are getting so much out of serving other people or accomplishing their mission that mm -hmm. they neglect the the home base and they neglect the people that they're doing right. with. They neglect the friendships. And so when I think about this, each person counts. It's It counts who we are serving and who we're receiving from. Mm -hmm. 
Um, it counts whether it's one person or 10,000. Yeah. Right. Uh, if we start looking outward at the, like, they can do this for me or I can do this for them. Um, and we're using that plural. I think we're, we're missing the importance of what God has designed for us to be in relationship mm -hmm. with one another, with one another. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And I, I've really discovered that over the, the years, especially through the coach network mm -hmm. that I created and seeing community depend upon one another inside that network and seeing the relationships grow. Mm -hmm. The, the delight I think for me in that network has been the women who decided to stay on the longest and stayed invested Mm -hmm. And seeing how much they have personally grown and how mm -hmm. much their business has grown, but they were intentional about relationship all along. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. Two more. Number nine, uh, life is about the journey, not the destination, which kind of goes back to no matter where you start, you don't know where you'll end up. Yeah. Uh, and I shared that part there, so I won't harp on it, but really I would, I, my challenge is to what is, what is the gift of the right now being, mm -hmm. you know, the present is being present. Uh, and I think that again, to harp on what I think is wrong with the evangelical culture, it's, we don't know how to be present. We know how to be busy. Right. Um, we know how to be spiritual and we know how to be, um, speak the language that, talks about other and God, but we have missed out on showing up heart, mind, body, and soul. Mm -hmm. uh, and that, that happens when we say, Ooh, right now counts, not where I'm going. Right. Um, and then last, this make me cry. God is faithful. Yeah. He Always. Is. Always, he is on his throne. He mm -hmm. has not stepped off no matter what our political climate looks like, no matter right. what our finances look like. In 10 years, I have been through hell and back. Mm -hmm. uh, I've, I've walked through suicide. I've walked through financial hardships. I've walked through cancer scares and illnesses and injuries in, in myself and in my family members. Yeah. I've been at the moment of, oh my word, Lord, like I'm supposed to speak at this women's event at this retreat this weekend, and this is happening this week. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I can look back and see, God is faithful. Mm -hmm. There was always what we needed when we needed it, even if it wasn't what we were looking for. Right. That's such a good list, Lisa. <laughs> so there, there's the literally 10 things. I probably could do 10 more of what I'm I've sure. learned from showing up the last 10 years and watching God take this wretch like me right. and, and work through me, grow me up. He grew me up with more to be. He's healed yeah. me yeah. with this community. Um, and uh, he's prepared me for where he's going to take me mm -hmm. next. And, and you know what? Yes. I have visions for next. I, I hope to be a, a licensed clinical therapist working in the trauma field with adolescent girls mm -hmm. and horses like that, that would be like the piece de resistance. And right. it's probably what I've wanted to do since I was four years old. Right. Right. Uh, maybe at the time I couldn't tell you, but right. that, that, that longing to, to serve that way and to yeah. be around horses. And then as a, 
I remember in my senior year of high school, I was caring for the younger girls in my life. Like I, that's yeah. always been my heartbeat. Um, I don't know where he'll take me, but I'm willing to say, okay, you've put me in a region in which I have access to horses. Mm-hmm. You've mm-hmm. given me the flexibility of life right now that I can do this and build this, these programs, whatever they're going to look like. Um, I'm just going to say yes, Lord, even if right. I don't see what the next 10 years looks like. Right. I don't know what they'll look like, but I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying yes, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. And- it's good, good. And, you know, I feel like it's only fitting to close oh, with this scripture passage that, yeah, the Lord gave me. Um, uh, so it comes from Second Corinthians 3. This is the passage that more to, the name more to be came from. Um, so starting at verse, uh, 16, but whenever a person turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Actually, I'm going to back up to 15 yet still today, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. But whenever a person turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We all with unveiled faces are looking as in a mirror at the glory of the Lord and are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. This is from the Lord who is the spirit. And in the, um, the message translation, it says, and we are becoming more bright, more beautiful, more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is my desire for our listeners. It has not changed. And mm-hmm. uh, it's my cry in my heart that I would continue to encounter God and become more and more like Jesus in mm-hmm. that process. Um, and, and in, in that, I, you know, I just say, okay, right. So take me where you want to make me more like you Lord. Right. And where, where he is prepared for me to impact lives mm-hmm. in a different mission field. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So there we have it. Crazy. I know. What are you thinking? I'm looking, I could see your face. Just, I mean, just how beautiful it is, like beginnings and endings and everything you said, like the, the top 10 list, just how, how much truth, like everything you were saying, there was so many pieces that were resonating with stuff that I'm like processing and, and just, my own ministry with magnify worship, like, and, and feeling discouraged at times because it's not growing as fast as like I envision. And yet, I mean, I don't know anything different than, than to show up. That's just, that's, that's part of my core values. It's like just this determination that comes in commitment level. Um, but it helps settle some of the like feelings of that. It's not growing fast enough, or even for me, like the, you know, I tend towards the feelings of failure. Um, and it is, it's a matter of just continuing and, and trusting, knowing that God is a faithful God. And that when you do keep showing up, regardless of how much it's growing or not growing, it, they're taking the joy in the journey and not worrying about the destination because he's faithful to take care of the destination. Um, so that's awesome. I'm so glad it encourages you, and I'm sure you've put into words what some people who are listening are thinking as well. Like, I needed that for me, and and so bookmark it. Podcast won't be deleted. I know. <laughs> you can go back and and listen to this again, and and internalize it. I mean, these are mm-hmm. things learned in the trenches of faith, growing, yeah. and so I do believe that God God has something in there for each of us. Yeah. Well, it's our last close. I'm going to pray this time. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the privilege of leading more to be for the last 10 years. And God, for the gift of this podcast. Thank you for Angela and the day that she agreed to start this podcast with me. And I thank you for 
Kaylee and her faithfulness in showing up over these last couple of years. Lord, you know I'm a woman who prefers partnership and community over solo work. And Lord, thank you for being my partner in mm. this and giving me the privilege to be your partner, Lord, that I've not been in this alone, even when there's not been another human uh, to to shoulder the responsibilities with. God, thank you for all of the women and men and teens even who have benefited from the content you've equipped me to produce at More to Be. Thank you for the resources, the trainings, the the recordings, whatever it's been, God, I just thank you that I've had this opportunity to be your mouthpiece. And God, and I pray that you would continue to grow the community of more to be in their individual lives, Father, that they would be uh, people of uh, great impact as they encounter you deeply and are transformed by you. Father, I pray that you would heal those who are hurting and strengthen those who are weak and grow those who are ready to walk in a new, new life with you. Father, thank you again, and I pray that, as I always do, that you would show me, that you would show us your work, that we may join you in it, and I pray that it would be accomplished according to your will and your way for your kingdom purposes. In the strong name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the More to Be mm-hmm. podcast all these years and seasons. Pray you've been filled with hope as you consider what it means to experience wholehearted breakthrough and authentic life transformation. And I have always said I would love to support you in that process. And while it won't be through more to be uh, in the future, I pray that uh, you would reach out and connect with me. You can hop on my email list at lisapulliam.com. Yes, I left off the E, so it's lisapulliam.com. And that we would be able to connect there if you're looking for coaching services and encouragement and would want to come do a session with me at the farm in Pennsylvania. Yeah. (laughs) Which would be great. So may you continue to pursue the life you were made for, a life that I still believe is best when it's aligned with God's will and his work for your life.